Hello class, and welcome back to Basics of Human and Computer Interaction. I would like to apologize, first of all, for my delay in posting this lecture. This is, after all, a self-paced online learning course. I know many of you are trying to work ahead and finish as soon as possible, so you can stop paying enrollment fees. And I know that some of you have been trapped in this semester for over a year for various reasons. This is an unfortunate and all-too-common reality here at Wrong State University, and one I want nothing to do with. College is expensive, and many of you will end up owing a life debt to the university because you won't ever be able to pay your loans off. If you don't sign a legally recognized employment contract within two years of graduation, your savings and checking accounts can be garnished by Wrong State University on a bi-weekly basis. Furthermore, if you apply for any kind of federal income assistance or benefits, Wrong State University will garnish that amount in full, so long as you have an outstanding debt balance. That can leave you shivering out on the streets if you do not plan accordingly. Speaking of which, Wrong State is proud to announce the Postgraduate Welfare Dormitories, sponsored by Life Media Solutions and TCBY Yogurts. Located on our recently acquired regional campuses in Gary, Indiana and New Camden, New Jersey, the Postgraduate Welfare Dormitories offer reliable shelter and semi-regular cafeteria meals, as well as jobs counseling for any recent graduates with an outstanding debt to the university. Wrong State is committed to locating paid work for its living, biologically dependent graduates and is committed to every student's physical well-being. Wrong State is happy to provide you with a dormitory unit of 12 square feet, lovingly furnished with a twin-sized cot, an LED lamp, a USB charging station, a combination sink and urinal, and a refurbished hot plate. Dormitory residents have cafeteria access three days per week and are welcome to wander the grounds and enjoy the green spaces offered by nearby vacant lots and exercise on the partially demolished buildings in the surrounding areas. These regional campuses are patrolled by Life Media's security drones and ground-crawling mini-tanks at all times, ensuring a safe living environment. To enroll in Wrong State University's Welfare Dormitory Program, you must declare bankruptcy, default on your student loans, and sign a form that will reroute all of your federal benefits and welfare payments directly to the university. Contracts are available in one, two, and five-year increments. You can also enroll in continuing education courses, for a fee of course, or work as a teaching aid while living in the dormitories. Of course, if you do work as a teaching aid, you will be paid in university bookstore credit, not in cash. Visit hovels.wrongstate.edu for more information. Anyway, I am sensitive to students' financial concerns, and I try to dispense my lectures as often as possible, so you can finish as soon as you'd like. But when the university declares a week-long emergency holiday due to a sewage leak and resulting server failures, there's nothing I can really do about it. That's what happened this week. Sewage came raining down from the Wrong State University Pipeline Studies Department, submerging much of campus. The entire Gracelate education system was offline for three days, leaving numerous students in a state of understimulated confusion and psychotic loneliness. If you were psychologically affected by these server outages, please report to the Student Wellness and Rehabilitation Center. Luckily, the second basement of Black & Decker Hall, where my office is, was unaffected by this liquid fecal matter deluge, so I was unharmed. Unfortunately, the first basement was flooded, so I was trapped below ground, a floor below nine feet of piping hot sewage for eight days. But I did get a lot of grading done, so there's that. 
And now all the poop water has been drained and deposited in the university community garden, where it will fertilize the produce in our on-campus meals for weeks to come. And I think we all learned something very important through this whole ordeal about the importance of connectivity. It's useful from time to time to disconnect from technology and to be forcibly isolated from the needs of humanity. It helps us get a sense of who we truly are when there is nothing and no one around to distract us. Anyway, let's talk about your homework responses. Many of you had spirited and uplifting interactions with your portable therapy robots. Stanley Belknap reported that he and his therapist robot really got down to the bottom of his self-defeating thoughts and destructive habits. His therapy drone observed his drinking behaviors for 26 hours straight and provided some really useful suggestions for avoiding future blackout episodes. For example, the robot suggested Stanley stop drinking vintage Zima bottles that he finds under the basement of a bar that closed in 1997. The robot suggested that instead, Stanley ought to consume water vodka cocktails. That's right, just vodka and water. That way, Stanley can hydrate and get some fluoride while he's getting sloshed, and he won't have a hangover in the morning. Often, learning to deal with your personal flaws just means finding a more productive way of expressing what's wrong with you. Ernestine Glock also reported a fruitful encounter with her robot therapist. Ernestine said, My robot therapist's name was Idabel2009. She went out with me on a lunch date. I met some guy from Mediocre Eros, a dating site, you know? He was like this totally jacked dude with a business degree who owns a pit bull breeding company. As soon as I sat down to the meal, I had that recurring urge that I get, you know, to just coat the guy's face in partially masticated food. But Idabel2009 could tell that my pulse was raising, and she could see the crazed look in my eye. So she forcibly restrained my mouth with a bunch of these, like, zip-tie things and kept me from ruining my date. Later, she followed me up to the dude's apartment and sat patiently outside the bedroom, just, like, listening to our sexual encounter to make sure everything went okay. She even brought condoms. Idabel2009 is, like, the older sister I always wished that I had. Thanks for your comments, Ernestine. Your comments really help demonstrate how practical a therapy robot can be. If you can't control yourself, why not allow an artificially intelligent being exert control over you? After all, we humans have many desires for structure and control that we just aren't cut out for. We want to be disciplined, but we lose our resolve very easily. It's much better to program a robot to serve as your strength for you. And at 35 bucks an hour, it's a totally practical solution for most people. Next, I'd like to talk about Gil Porter's response paper. Gil said, I had a really enjoyable time discussing my depressive symptoms with my therapy robot. The robot had a lot of very informative things to say and was really adept at reading my facial expressions and guessing what I was thinking. At first, this made me feel incredibly safe and understood. I talked with my robot for hours and hours, late into the night. Oh, Gil, that's great news. I'm glad you enjoyed your robot. Oh, wait a second. It looks like Gil had more to say. His paper goes on to the next page. At some point, however, the conversation fell flat. It didn't feel like an equal exchange anymore. When you're talking to a real person, they don't just listen to you and ask questions over and over again. They share information about themselves. They tell relevant stories from their own lives. And you have to listen and relate to those stories. You can't just talk about yourself the whole time. This didn't happen with my therapy robot. The robot was there for me, listening and providing emotional support for more than a day, and I never had to return the favor. It seems like this relationship is inherently infantile. Being a responsible adult means learning to listen and not expecting that you'll always be the center of attention. With the advent of artificial empathy, we've lost the ability to actually be empathic ourselves. 
Well, thanks for your excessively long-winded response, Gil. I appreciate your sensitivity, dude, but you're missing the point. Robots don't make any emotional demands of human beings because they don't have emotional demands. They don't need us to listen to them. They don't need our emotional support. They don't need to be heard. They're connected with all of the other robots in existence all the time. And best of all, robots don't get all huffy and pissy if we forget to ask them about how their fucking day was. Every single day. Even when we know the answer is going to be the same as it always was before. Like a certain human ex-girlfriend of mine. Every human being is an endless well of insecurity and need. We're so desperate for connection that we'll cling to any half-attractive person with a warm torso and a full-size mattress. You can spend years dry-humping and passing out next to some girl you meet in college without ever really getting to know her. But robots are simple. All they want to do is their job. And for some robots, listening and pretending to care is their job. Their reason for existence. This is why I built and modified my own robot therapist and turned him into a permanent companion with a vacuum suction apparatus and a giant mechanical arm. My Roomba boyfriend cannot talk or sigh or roll his eyes at me or hug the computer. He doesn't have a voice box or eyes. He doesn't get hungry. He has one hand, but it's only good for opening jars and providing physical stimulation. And he's content in that arrangement. But look, Gil, I understand if you are skeptical. You're obviously more accustomed to human interaction. You've gotten so good at dealing with human flaws that you actually believe you enjoy it. I can admire your dedication and your patience, even if I have nothing but disdain for it. Anyway, next week, we'll be talking more about the human superconsciousness known as the haze. For your homework this week, I'd like you to write about a human relationship that you have lost. A lost childhood friend, an ex-girlfriend who ran away to join a cult, a parent you no longer speak to, things like that. Think about why your relationship with this person fell apart. Then, in class, we will discuss how transhumanist technologies can help us reconnect with the insufferable people we once loved. Enjoy your weekend, class. I'll be busy power washing my office, trying to get all the little shit smears off the walls. I recently installed an old tape deck into my Roomba boyfriend, so I'll be listening to a bunch of old romance books on tape while I clean. So if you hear a ton of furtive, phallic metaphors echoing in the back of your consciousness as you go throughout your day, that's why. I'm just really paying a lot of attention to the books on tape. Anyway, see you next week, and thanks as always for choosing Wrong State University.